We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. It's Friday, November 8th. 2019, Alex Berutha here next to Shannon McEwen, and on the line is Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard! Today we're going to discuss some news and then talk about some sell high candidates, uh, get into some DFS. First, uh, Ben Simmons is out three games with a shoulder injury, so he's going to miss game against Denver tonight, and then against Charlotte, and then against Cleveland. Trey Burke is finally back from injury. Uh, Ken, do you think this could be Furkan Korkmaz time? Uh, I think you ought to get some catch and shoot threes. We're going to talk DFS later. So, boy, uh, Josh Richardson sure looks tempting. I'm trying to remember how much, how often in Miami did he play the point instead of shooting a guard? Lot. A lot. Even with Dragic around? Even with Dragic? Yeah, there, was, there was a big stretch last year when Dragic was, was out and Richardson was, before Winslow kind of took over, um, Richardson was kind of their point guard and the year before, um, previous years, I think Richardson actually originally, originally was deployed as a point guard for the heat team. I'm talking about when he was in a much smaller role. Oh, um, so he had, he does have a point guard, um, experience and actually he's the, he's the one it's, it's Richardson time. And I think we saw it in their last game against Utah. He had his best game of the season, best game as a sixer by far, um, and I, I don't know if he did a lot of that damage after Simmons got hurt. I'm not sure. But that's the guy, really. It's him. It's Horford. It's Harris. It's Embiid. It's still those four are just going to step up and do more, in my opinion. And I will jump into DFS right now. They're playing Denver. It's going to be a slow-paced game. So the, the prices on all of those guys. Horford's the cheapest he's been all year. 
Uh, Richardson's like fifty nine hundred or something on FanDuel. I think he's cheaper than that. Uh, but yeah, no, he was he was cheaper than that last before the previous game, but then he went off for forty five points. I think he's about. Oh yeah, it's, Sorry, it's you're right. Game. It's forty nine hundred. No, you're right. It's forty nine hundred. Sorry. So you've got like all those guys. I get it. It's a slow paced game. The over under is small, but I I don't know if it's Rolls a trap. Should maybe maybe it's a trap. Maybe it's a trap. But I I like those discounted guys. For Philly tonight. I typed in Cork Mez. I just wanted you to say it, Alex. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to... Okay, total tangent. How many NBA teams is this for Trey Burke? Gotta be four at least by now. I, I don't know. Um, maybe it feels like more because he was on the Jazz, I think, originally. Yes. Moved to New York. Um, uh, looks fifth, like only... Fifth. Utah, Washington. Oh, you're right. Uh, New York, da- well, Dallas... New York, then Dallas, then uh, now Philly. So fifth. I forgot about Dallas. I don't know the game count there. Let's. Uh, it was twenty-five games. Twenty-five games, so. yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's considered. I forgot that's, about that. Yeah. He. Yeah. In between Washington yeah. and New York. He must have been including the Porzingis trade. Looks probably. Like it. Yeah. Looks like, I, mean, I think that's what uh, happened. Yeah. Uh, Justice Winslow is in concussion protocol from a, I mean, he, he hit heads with Paul Millsap like two games ago. And I thought it was weird that he did not get evaluated immediately. I think he stayed in the game. Um, when they're anyway, calling back soreness, did they misdiagnose it? Cause we, people were saying back soreness for the first two games. No, he was, he got hit in the head the two games ago he oh, got sort of back oh, before that so i think okay, both things were kind of happening at once recently but um he's having some headaches now uh dragic uh played really well yesterday 20 24 points six assists four rebounds uh and 31 minutes in the win in phoenix do you guys think i mean is this a good opportunity to play dragic in dfs moving forward is duncan robinson an ad uh in fantasy at all in your long leagues is Dragic an ad if if he's available. You know, uh, I'm sorry to correct you, Alex. I think it was the other way around. I oh, think it was uh, six, six rebounds, six boards, and four assists. And I I, I mentioned that because I think he's, they want him to be more of a gunner off the bench, which fantasy wise is good. He took 16 shots in 31 minutes. I don't know if he's going to start with Winslow out, but I think his minutes are going to be big again. And uh, anyway, DFS-wise, big Dragic fan, at least the next couple of days. Well, we've seen Dragic is still going to come off the bench. Um, There's been numerous injuries with the Heat already this year to their starting lineup, starting rotation. And every time Dragic has come off the bench, like they don't they don't plug him into the starting lineup. They want him to stay in that sixth role. He's been owning it. He's been really good in that role. Um, I mean, he's he's performed uh, our expectations. Hence, you start undrafted Duncan Robinson, two got two way contract last year, earned his way onto the roster this year, but he's merely in the starting lineup. Dragic is the guy who's going to light up the box score. Yes, yeah, so it's it's only been it's been three games for Duncan Robinson. Um, he's been the main beneficiary uh, so far with Winslow out in, in those three games that Winslow's missed. Robinson's seen his minutes per game go from 16 to 30. Um, but I, I, I don't buy him as like a long-term ad or anything like that. Even in 30 minutes per game, he's not necessarily going to be super productive. Right. He had 20 fantasy points last night, which is, I mean, 20 fantasy points, is that's like deep league fodder. That doesn't even really help you out much in most 12 and 14 team leagues. So I, I'm not buying it. I think... It's still going to be, you know, it's going to be the the usual suspects. You also had, keep in mind, you also had Jimmy Butler out for multiple games earlier this year. So it's it's actually hard to glean much from what has happened up to this point through eight games. Um, but I, I lean more towards none having a bigger role, Hero having a bigger role, uh, and then, of course, Dragic. Like, those are the guys. If, if Hero or none are available, those are the guys I'd rather pick up if, and only if Winston ends up being out more long-term. Ken, we had a couple of good games for Spurs players and a win over the Thunder. She sure did. Boy, uh, LMA shooting on fire, 39 points. 
What was Aldridge's? Yeah, hit 19 of 23. Uh, I did not see the game, but I'm going to assume a lot of those were absurd, either layups or mid-range jumpers. Uh, just abusing Adams and Gallinari uh, in a Spurs win. But also, DeJounte Murray, the near triple-double, 17 points, 10 dimes, 8 rebounds, got a steal in there. Um, you know, Murray didn't play at all last year. Uh, Spurs just signed him to, I think, was it a four-year new deal recently? Uh, d- decent money. Is there still uh, uh, is there still a lot of upside with Murray relative to the fantasy market, or is everyone well aware that he's going to be big all season? I, I think there's plenty of upside. My guess would be he's still relatively um, under-owned on like ESPN, but that's just kind of common for ESPN leagues. Um, he, the crazy part about Murray is he's doing all this in limited playing time. He yeah. played a season-high 26 minutes last night. He part, is, of his reco- part of his recovery, right? They're watching his minutes. Yeah, yeah, they're watching his minutes. I'm, I'm curious to see how long they're going to keep that up. But he, I mean, in, in seven games, he's eclipsed 41 fantasy points four times, despite never playing more than 26 minutes. So, I mean, he's just, his per 36 minutes are ridiculous. Um, he's at 20 points, 12 and a half rebounds, eight and a half assists, 2.7 steals. Shoots good, uh, 50, 50, close to 51% from the floor, 75% from the line. He's not really hitting threes yet, but uh, and I that probably won't come along this year. But he's basically performing like a better version of Ben Simmons. Ooh. If you know, yeah. that, that's essentially what he's doing. He's a better version of Ben Simmons right now, um, and that's fantastic. And, and once the minutes go up, he's going to be unbelievable. He's already being he's already a great fantasy player he's ranked 40th right now in eight cat leagues despite seeing 23 minutes a game there's not i don't see anyone above him that's seen that few minutes um that that's ranked that high so once he yeah once he starts getting the run that will help uh can a guy i traded you in our dynasty league danilo gallinari <laughs> the rooster look you know i enjoy first of all yelling the rooster but uh probably played some terrible defense against aldridge last night but fantasy-wise, who cares? He's 27 points, five boards, five assists in the loss. Throw in another two steals, seven of ten shooting, including five threes, so super efficient. Always love the rooster in fantasy. Always happy I got him from you in that uh, Keeper League. And my team that I'm trying to rebuild in our Keeper League is third. What is that? What, what's going on? It's early. <laughs> 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 I mean, I have confidence it'll fall, but I'm looking at this board. I'm like, I've been third. I've already dumped talent. I gave yeah. I gave Kyle Lowry to Shannon for like a bucket of warm balls, and uh, I'm still in third. Though you know the game count will catch up to me. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean that that league is essentially uh, you've got a top two, Alex and I, of course, and then everyone else. Like nothing really matters beyond that. So we should congrats. brag. I mean, the the whole pod, the Friday pod team, is in one, two, three in the RotoWire Keeper League. That's that's a that's a thing. That's, that's why they pay us to talk about hoops. Oh, where yeah, where's my giant pile of money? Come here, come here, money. Speaking of getting tickets online, can be far too complicated. With hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, it's hard to know who to trust. So that's true. why SeatGeek is the way to go. Mm. They pull millions of tickets into one place, so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for great value. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket-buying experience easier than ever. By searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value, SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that might fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to source for everything from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. I actually have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. Uh, in Madison, we have, well, this weekend, Iowa at Wisconsin. Uh, I'm seeing on here at SeatGeek, they start at $76. That is a game that will be very popular to go to, I imagine. Um, you might be shocked to learn. I got some very cheap tickets via Seeky to see Northwestern lose to Iowa. 
Northwestern ticket prices surprisingly dropping since we're winless in the Big Ten. But I would like to thank the good folks at SeatGeek for making me stand in the rain for that devastating loss. <laughs> no, I can't blame SeatGeek. The tickets were cheap. Thank you, SeatGeek. Best of all, our listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase of $30 or more. Just download the SeatGeek app on your phone and enter promo code ROTONBA today. That's promo code ROTONBA, R-O-T-O-N-B-A, for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase of $30 or more. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. R-O-T-O-N-B-A. So we're going to talk about some sell-high candidates. We got into some absolutely heated pre-podcast discussion about some of these. Um, I'm actually, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll start with one of them to get things flowing a little bit. Um, Ken, Oh, you, you have, you have someone on the Pacers. Oh, you going right into the ones we're arguing about. Yes. Okay. Right into it. I'm leaning in. Okay. You are leaning in. Yes. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Hey, I love Malcolm Brogdon's game, but he's number 12 now on Yahoo nine category based on game average. Number 12. Miles Turner's a game time decision tonight. He's probably coming back. Sabonis just returned. You got Aladipo coming back December one. Look, I love Malcolm Brogdon's game. He knows he has to shoot now because they've had a ton of injuries. Lamb's even missed a game. Uh, and so kudos to him for shouldering a bunch of the load with all of his teammates out. But that's not going to be the case the majority of the season. Um, he's he's not going to rank twelfth the rest of this year with all those. Other developing stars coming back. Uh, hey, if you got Brogdon in drafts, kudos to you. But let's flip that asset into someone who probably has a little more uh, sustainable production. Go ahead, Al. You're you're the contrarian voice here. So go <laughs> yes. Ahead. So I Lean think in. I think so. I agree that he's not going to continue to be ranked 13th all season. 12. But I think his production is mostly sustainable. Uh, his shooting percentages are especially sustainable, 46% from the field. Um, he probably won't shoot 98% from the line all year, but he was 50-40-90 last year. I just am not entirely convinced that when Oladipo is back that he will be close to 100% or that he'll play many of the games that he's eligible for. I think he'll definitely take off back-to-backs. Um, and I just... I don't know. I think Brockton is just clearly going to be the focal point of this team moving forward. He'll slip. I just don't know if he's going to slip far enough to be worth. Obviously, you have to evaluate whatever offers you get right. Right. or you try to poach someone that's like obviously a better fantasy player than Brogdon. My my concern is just like who I don't know who's out there trying to like trade for Malcolm Brogdon. Like who is someone giving you Tatum for Brogdon? Like I don't yeah, I'm not saying that you trade Brogdon for a player that's currently like 50th or a guy who's going to end up in the 50 range. But I agree with Ken. You sell high on Brogdon. Brogdon's great. I love his game. I think he's going to be valuable the rest of the fantasy season. But once Oladipo returns, which is only like three or four weeks away, likely, you know, we'll see. I think he's going to have return a little bit sooner than expected. So we'll put the ballpark at like December 1st. Once Oladipo returns, Brogdon's usage will go down. This is not like uh, a theory. It's fact. All right. <laughs> it is a fact. As fact. long as Oladipo is healthy and playing, Brogdon's usage will go down. The last two years, Oladipo had a 29.5% usage, usage rate and twenty, basically 28. He is going to have a high usage rate when he returns. Those are his two, his only two years with Indiana. You know, at minimum, maybe that goes down some because the team loves what they see, having Brogdon in the role that he's in right now. But so what? Oladipo's still going to have 25% usage rate. And aside from that, you've got Jeremy Lamb, you've got TJ Warren, you've got Sabonis, you've got Turner's probably going to be back by that time. You've got other mouths to feed. Brogdon will not be taking 17 shots per game or doing or holding or having the ball in his hands for the entire run that he's on the court once Oladipo returns. So he's top 12, top 13 right now. Trade him for a guy who's who's going to finish the year top 20, top 25. There's nothing wrong with that. You are selling high. 
because this is the highest point that Brogdon will ever see, probably in his career. I don't disagree with that. To me, is the definition of a sell high guy. (laughs) He's great. We all agree that he's going to continue to hold great, good value the rest of the season, even after Oladipo returns. Find that Pacers or Bucks fan in your league. Deal Brogdon now. Yeah, it's never going to be high. I wish I had Brogdon to trade to Alex. I'd do it in a heartbeat. (laughs) Okay, here, here, let me throw out a couple. Let me throw out some. Sure. Okay, Brogdon for Tatum. Yes or no? Just a simple yes or no from both of you. I I think I would take Tatum. Okay, Brogdon for Devin Booker. Give me Booker. I I would take Booker. I would take Booker, too. Um, I would actually... How about Kyle, Kyle Lowry? Ranked 15th right now, actually. You could argue he's sell high as well, but yeah, I like he, his role. Yeah, yeah it's a sell high for a sell high. Um, yeah. They both Brogdon for Russell Westbrook. No. You'd keep I keep Brogdon. Well, that, that totally depends, depends on the, on the format. game format. Yeah, that totally depends. Yeah. If, it, if it's like a points-based league with Turnovers like DFS types and NBA.com yeah. scoring. Maybe you go Westbrook. You definitely go Westbrook. He's top 10 in that format. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Okay. I, I hear you. Uh, Brogdon for Trey Young. I would, I would want Trey Young. Okay. Yes. I was just, I'm glad you're not insane. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, well, uh, now that we've battered Alex, let's let Alex bring up one of his sell high candidates. Well, Shannon and I share one of them, which is Brandon Ingram. Sure do. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we do actually. Yeah. Um, I don't. And I don't think Shannon was sniping my list either. I, uh, I Ingram was shooting fifty-five percent from the field, forty-nine percent from three, seventy-four percent from the line. That's just not. I, I'm sure. I think he is better, but the best he's ever shot in any year of his career from those distances is fifty percent from the field, thirty-nine percent from three, and sixty-eight percent from the free throw line. I just think that's going to regress. Plus, Zion is coming back. That will probably reduce Ingram's usage. The Zion coming back, that's the giant shadow lurking here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is or Ingram is coming off a 40 point game, right. like just a monster game, right? This is the time to sell high. Um, I love Ingram. I, I think he actually, I think he has turned the corner. Um, I think he's going to be good for the remainder of the season. Uh, he's finally living up to that hype, which I say finally, and the dude's like 21. Right. But you know, <laughs> he, he's there now. The But there are some, I mean, he, do the we beard, expect him to the, continue? The beard makes him look a little older in your defense. He's a, he's a man now. That's, yeah, he's a man. <laughs> I mean, do we expect him to continue hitting 2.4 three-pointers per game? Um, basically four no. times. No, he's going to die of exhaustion. No. He, can he please eat no. some beignets and beef up a little down there in New Orleans? There's so much good food in New Orleans. Gain some weight, Ingram. But but I, I do think, I will say, he's not going to continue shooting 49% from downtown or 55% from the no floor, way. especially no because way. he takes a lot of mid-range jumpers still. Yeah. But the these are progressions that you know we expected to see probably last year, and we're just seeing them now. Um, you know, I think, I think he can shoot 40% from downtown. I think he can shoot 75% from the line. Let I think he can you. shoot 50, 51% from the floor. And with that, in this kind of high volume role, he'll be very productive. Will he be, it's going to drop someone's Zion gets back agreed there. Ingram is a sell high candidate, but like Brogdon, I also believe that he's going to hold good value the rest of the way. You know, what worries me, I mean, we're, I think we're all in agreement on Ingram. What also worries me with Ingram though is. When Zion comes back, it's not just who's got the ball in their hand, but it's also, I'm just not convinced Zion and Ingram and Derek Favors play well together. You know, they're all, none of them can hit the three particularly well, though Ingram's having a nice start uh, this year to it. Like, I, I'm i just a little worried about how the heck they're going to mesh. And well, they're, they, they're much more worried about their investment in Zion than they are in Ingram. Yeah, no, that's true. And they're also much more invested. You mentioned favors. They don't give a damn about favors. They played him <laughs> eight minutes last night. Or I'm well, sorry, on Monday night. Is he healthy, eight though? Minutes. I thought he had, he's he got some foot issues. It could it could still be. It could be partially that. Um, you know, that was his first game back after a three-game absence. Um, but he's played 21, 22, 18, 
missed three games and then eight minutes last night. Like it, they're probably bringing him along slowly, uh, but it's pretty clear. Like I think they're going to run a lot of uh, Zion at the five uh, once he does return. Uh, they teased that some in the preseason. So I, I'm not honestly, I'm not worried about favors. I just traded for him in our staff keeper league, and I don't think he's going to do a damn thing for me. <laughs> that sounds like you're a little worried about him. <laughs> All right, well, Shannon, it's your time or your turn to bring up uh, somebody you want to sell high. Let's let's stick in New Orleans and go with Josh Hart. Josh Hart's good. Josh Hart showed plenty of flashes uh, when he was in L.A., uh, but his role is has been increased because you had Drew Holiday injured. Isn't did Lonzo Ball miss a game recently? Lonzo Somebody Ball has missed some time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Game time decision for tonight, by the way. Yeah. Ball. So Ball Ball dealing with the minor injury. Holiday missed some games. Zion's out. So Hart's had to step up, and I just don't. I expect him to be. You know, he's he's been a steady 30, well, Ingram, guy, 30 fancy points per game guy, but I don't expect that to continue. I don't expect Josh Hart to still be ranked in the top 25 or 30 um, two months from now. So, if I mean, if I can get anyone well, ranked in the – if well, I can what, get a top 75 player for Hart, I'm doing it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, when Zion comes back, doesn't Ingram move to the three? Yes. Eating a lot into Hart's, uh, Hart's minutes? Probably. Um, I I agree. I think his usage against minutes will probably decrease once everyone's healthy for the Pelicans. But he also hasn't seen fewer than 26 minutes in a single game this season. So I think I think if you are, you know, if you're in a fantasy league and you're you're wondering what the floor of Josh Hart is, it's probably still 25 minutes. I don't think he's seeing fewer than that consistently. Yeah, my worry there is, you know, he played 26 minutes per game for the Lakers last year and he averaged basically eight points four rebounds, one steal, one and a half threes. Like he, and he was in a role. He shot worse than what he had a bad year. It was an off year. He will be better than that. But like, even if he plays 25, 26 minutes per game, realistically, what are you expecting? Like 11 and five, like he's definitely not going to be ranked anywhere near where he is right now. So he's a guy who I do think is, is an obvious sell high candidate. All right, I'm jumping in with a new candidate. You ready? And this has nothing to do with my Boston Celtic fanhood. Okay, that's a lie. It has almost everything to do with my Boston Celtic fanhood. But Kyrie Irving is number three, nine-category Yahoo season average um, stats. Nets are three and four. Kyrie Irving has averaged 63 games a season the past four years. When this when this Nets team is on the bubble to make the playoffs or maybe even worse record wise, how much is Moody Kyrie Irving going to care? And when he gets his little nagging injuries, he's going to skip games. I'm telling you, I think Irving's playing great now. His stats are as gaudy as they're ever going to get. You're going to get some serious assets in return. And then when he gets hurt, game 40, game 50, game 60, you'll be happy you made the swap. I disagree. I, I would not trade unless I'm getting a legit like top five player in return. I, you can get a top five player, I think, don't you? I, I, you're not going to get Carl Anthony Towns. You're not going to get James Harden. You're not going to get Anthony Davis. You're not going to get Giannis. I am not. I, I don't think you'd be able to get enough in return to trade Kyrie. How about Depends. Lillard? I mean, Give me Lillard. Little plays. I would Lillard's rather Kemba have Kyrie. Walker of the West. I, I would. Well, Kemba Walker is the Lillard of the East. Come on, no, Ken. <laughs> That's true too. They but play I, though. My point is just game counts. Game counts count. Give me guys a play. Yeah, and I would rather I would rather have Kyrie over Lillard. Um, Kyrie, I he's one of the immediate guys from opening night. Like I mean, even the sure. day before the season started, I was like, damn, why didn't I target him more? His usage rate's going to be through the roof. Great role. He, there's no he, one he else has, in Brooklyn. Durant's has, not playing this year. He has a great role, no doubt about it. It's just the game count. like, And that's why he's going to get you a nice trade value. But I'm, I'm pulling up Lillard's games. Uh, 75, 75, 73, 80. Last four years for... And, and his first three... Lillard's first three 
years in the association, 82, 82, 82. Give me those guys. Give me, give me, give me. I'm, I'm going with Kyrie. His usage rate is at a career high, almost 34%. It's going to continue that way. I think the Nets are going to be competitive enough in the East that they will be playing for a playoff spot, one of the final playoff spots, and that will keep Kyrie engaged. Um, I also think he's the type of guy who, I mean, he basically hasn't had a team of his own. What's our had, what's our game had, count over under wager here? What's our game count over under wager? I I say Kyrie Irving plays sixty four or less games. I'll take the over. Uh, take the, all right, wager I mean, is an old fashioned at the old fashioned. In the last three years, he's averaged more in his career. He's averaged more than six four games per season. So yeah, I'll take the over. You got the over. Uh, I got the under on Kyrie. Alex, be our tiebreaker on is Kyrie Irving a sell high candidate? If we're using the Malcolm Brogdon logic, do I think Kyrie Irving will be the third best fantasy player for the rest of the season? I don't think so. That's not the that's not the Brogdon logic. <laughs> the Brogdon logic is no, more about role. The Irving logic is about health. But I, the I don't, Irving I, logic is just yes. game count the, count. The reason that Irving slipped so far and the reason that he was a second round pick was because he just doesn't play more than 65 games consistently. But you know, every, everyone there, there was no one who was going to disagree and say, Hey, if Kyrie plays all 82, you know, then you shouldn't draft him this high. But I think, um, he knows, he knows Katie's not coming back this year. He's not coming back. Katie's not, he's not coming back. Exactly. And he knows that that's why he doesn't care about this season. He doesn't quite, care about this season. He's flat earthing and going to tank the second half. He's he's the he, he and Harden are the only two players who are going to average 30 points per game this year. Like yes, and he will do it over 63 games. <laughs> the wage has already been set. So Alex, you're you're who you have to pick a side. Is he or is he not a sell high candidate? I I don't think I would trade him if I had him, and I have him in two leagues. Well, I don't think well, I don't think I could get off unless unless you're offering me three yeah, excellent players. Like unless you're getting like, oh, you want to do a Kyrie for James Harden straight up? Like if you're getting a top five guy like that, then I I would assume you'd say yes. I get it. Yeah. All right, and I don't disagree with that. Or if you're like, hey, I'll give you Trey Young and Brandon Ingram if you do a sweet two for one. Then yeah, it makes sense. Okay, that totally makes sense. I'm not saying you can't sell high on Kyrie. I'm just saying I think he, his value sticks. I think he's going to be a monster all year. Let's move on, gentlemen. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll jump in quick because Shannon and I have another one that we that we also share. <laughs> PJ Tucker. Uh, PJ Tucker currently ranked 42nd in eight cat leagues, averaging 11 and a half points. Per game that would be his first year in double digit scoring if that keeps up he's shooting 55 percent from the field this year hitting 2.5 threes at 49 percent from distance he's shot below 40 percent from the field over the past two seasons so he's basically up 15 percent pj tucker is good you can have him in a 12 team league he can be your bench guy you can stream him on yep. four game weeks and 10, 10 team leagues even i just he this is, it's just unsustainable shooting. He's a good I player. The, I like the intelligence you two have are showing here by picking Tucker. This is the other reason someone sell high, where they're just w- wildly outperforming because it's a small sample size, right? And that's PJ Tucker. What are the Rockets got? Played seven or eight games. Hey, wonderful. He had a nice. He's been shooting uh, hot from the field, but you're absolutely right, Alex. How this is is fifty five percent for a guy who you said was below 40% the last two seasons. It's just no way that that continues. It's just, you know, we're, we're at the point right now where math. The, yeah. I mean, we're only, you know, I, he's, he's played like what, eight, nine, 10 games like this. If, if PJ Tucker had a eight game stretch in the middle of the season where he shot this, well, people would like not really oh, yeah. care. How many times has he picked up as a free agent? I would love to know. Right. I bet he was more free agent. The higher percentage of leagues got him in as a free agent after week one than he was drafted in, I suspect. Yeah, and if if you're gonna if you're gonna sell high on Tucker, which you should, 
I think everyone in the world would agree upon that. Uh, you should. It's possible you already missed the window because he opened up the season and he was averaging over 30 fantasy points per game through the first five. Then he had two complete, complete duds. He had 10 fantasy points and nine fantasy points. He blew up, though, in the most recent game, had 41 season high, 41 fantasy points, 22 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, four three-pointers. So, I mean, maybe that big game opened the window back up for you, and you can go out there and chop them around. I mean, P.J. Tucker, there's... The book I, has been I written. The book has been written. Yeah, the book PJ has been Tucker. written. He, I, he's not going to be a top 50 or 60 fantasy player. Trade him. I, I would take almost anything for him. Like, if there's a top one... If, not, if there's a top 100 player that I like that I think has good upside, yeah. then I would trade Tucker for him. Tucker's about, just not... We know what to expect from Tucker. Yeah, there you go. And uh, he and Daniel House could be mirror images of each other all season long, and you just take whoever's available of those two. I would I would be willing to wager a bet that like Tucker's already had, you know, two of his best four games of the season. <laughs> That's probably fair. That's probably fair. All right, Alex, you're about to say something. Oh, I, I was just gonna say we should move on to to one of your guys, Ken. Oh, uh. Uh, I'm not so, I'm not 100% confident in this. Or on the other hand, maybe this should have been mentioned a week earlier. I just don't see Kendrick Nunn keeping his scoring role uh, in Miami. You know, a lot of those points were when Butler was out and they needed a shooter. Hey, he's a very nice story. He's a 24-year-old rookie, undrafted. But Butler's back. I think they're a lot more invested in Hero, the rookie, the real rookie they got in the first round. Um I I, uh, I just I if you can get anything for none, go for it. Yeah, the shot attempts going down has been significant, and the minutes over the past three games. Um, and he's still you know for the year he's still only averaging four, 15 shots a game, and he's not really contributing much outside of points and threes. He decent on defense, one point five steals, but if you I, own none, uh, if you own none. Go find out who was like who you like who missed out on none when you picked him up as a free agent, and maybe he's got some some FOMO, and deal him sure for anything. I I will agree, if you can sell none and get a player with a higher floor, I think it makes sense. Yes, but I also think that I I, I think none holds value for the remainder of the season because I think he's good enough with his three pointers and his steals. That he's going to provide decent top 120 value for the rest of the year. Sure. Could that end up being like in the 110, 120 range? Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely could. Um, he's currently ranked 75th on Basketball Monster. You know, if you're t- if you're asking me, do I like, you know, do I like none or Dylan Brooks more? I like <laughs> none more than Dylan Brooks still. Um, some of the guys who are ranked below him, though, I mean, Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. I mean, I would take Jeff Teague over him. Would you? What tr- about, I was gonna say, would you take Tristan Thompson over him? Uh, I would absolutely take Tristan. See, Thompson I, I over also him. agree. Also, you um, need a center. And even Andrew Wiggins. You know, Andrew Wiggins. I, I would take if I could get Andrew Wiggins for none. I would do that. Um, all right, one guy I've got, Andre Drummond. You're pissed. You're pissed. No one, no one in in my world has watched more Andre Drummond than me. This is the time time to sell high on Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is good. Fantasy experts have been hyping up Andre Drummond like he's the next Wilt Chamberlain, though, for the the past (laughs) few months. Like Before the season, the hype was unreal. People drafted him top 12 and stuff like that. If it's a points-based league, yeah, that makes sense. In rotisserie? He's not. He's not a first or second round value. He's just where does not. his uh, where does Drummond's free throw percentage end? It's, I mean, at, he, it's at it's at sixty seven percent right now. Right. So does here he, here's that, the thing. Does, it, does that sustain? Is my question. Possibly. He he has shown some improvements in the recent his, in the recent by past. far a career high. By far a career high. By about yes. seven. So the thing that's the thing with Drummond. If he shoots seventy percent from the free throw line, then he is a top twenty player. His yeah. rebounding, his defensive stats. He has a personal goal of getting at least two blocks per game this year. 
He's I think he might be the best big man if we're talking like seven footers with steals um, or at least center eligible players like he gets so many steals. It's ridiculous for a he's, center eligible player. That's so true, he's that's getting. A, yeah, but here's but he's getting three more rebounds a game than he did last year. Is that because Blake's out? It's absolutely because Blake's out that that's the thing. That's the reason why he's so high. Like it's got nothing to do with what he's doing right now. I believe he could continue to do that or at a, you know, at least 95% clip of what he's currently doing if Blake remained out. But once Blake Griffin returns, Drummond's role is reduced by a significant amount and he's going to be what he was last year. So with that in mind, like if you could get a top 15 player for him, I'm doing it in a heartbeat. If I can trade, I, I understand the games played thing, but like if I can trade Andre Drummond for Joel Embiid, I'm doing it. Yeah, I don't. I might be in the minority there, but I would do it if I could. Tr- if I could get Jokic for him, and I can, sus- you know, I I can withstand the drop in rebounds or defensive stats, then I'm doing it. It's all about statistical need, of course. You're not but, worried about Jokic's slow start. Oh, I mean, I am. He's fat and out of shape, and he looks <laughs> yes. it. He looks it when he, he plays. You know what he looks like? <laughs> he looks like he should start working at RotoWire. Like I could see him behind one of our computers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is not a good sign. That is not an no. NBA look. <laughs> he doesn't look very energetic out there this season. Um, Lethargic. I, 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 mind. Yeah. Drummond, Drummond will not hold this value. Blake will return. Drummond will go back down and be like uh, 17 points, 15, 16 rebounds. You know, his shooting percentage, 58 percent is pretty high for him. Uh, you know, that's it's somewhat sustainable, though. But the the free throw percentage, if if the free th- free throw percentage stays up there, if it's 67, 68, he'll still be a top 20, top 25 yeah. player. If it drops, that hurts his value considerably. I mean, it depends on your format, of course. But Drummond is a guy I absolutely would sell high on. Now, wait, there was some earlier reports that Blake was coming back tonight, but that's not happening, right? I, I doubt it. They kind of. Like they oh, said, we already got him. We already have him as out. He's already out. Hamstring. Okay. We bumped him to the eleventh as his possible return. He's been ruled out for Friday. Sorry, guys. I should have read that first. It's fine. They make it seem like he would come back, and then he did actually read the report, and then they're like, he can kind of start doing basketball stuff again. So he's, well, he's on the road today. trip. He's on the road trip too. So like, why do you make him travel if he's not healthy enough to play? But okay, whatever. Anyway, I I. I agree pretty much with everything you're saying. All right, Janet, Alex. Think, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, that was that was. I want to hear we, why I, you're griping about my man in Toronto. Uh, yeah, OG Anganobi right now is a 32nd ranked fantasy player. The OG. I, everyone loves OG, uh, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to shoot 58% from the field or 50% from three. Once those threes go down. And I am not convinced he's going to average the stocks are blocks, steals. The stocks are going to stay high. Well, not not two point or three point one. That's crazy for stocks, but they're going to stay high though. He's going to have that's his game is the stocks long. What I'm saying is when all of those things go down, yeah, combined collectively, I think he's just going to he's going to fly towards the bottom of the rankings. You know what I? So I griped. I think. Go ahead. The stock stick. I'm with you, Ken. Thank you. Um, I think he's going to continue to average close to three, if not three, uh, combined steals and blocks. It's the scoring. Yes, the scoring is going to go down. His free throw shooting is horrendous, 33%. But the good news there, apologies, the good news there is that he only takes like one attempt a game. So it doesn't really hurt you too much. But yeah, the scoring is going to go down. The good news for anyone who owns him, I mean, if you drafted him, he, you drafted him so late. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he's going to continue to play 35, 36 minutes per game. Like, he's locked into that role for the rest of the season. So with that, like, the steals and blocks will be there. I agree, Alex, the offense will go down. You know, if you can get, if you can afford to lose steals and blocks and you can get top 60, top 70 value for him, I think it makes sense. But if you need the defensive stats, then he's he's... He's a hold. He's a hold. Well, you're talking about Ingram was only 21. I don't know if he's only 21, too. Like, there's upside. He had a lot of injury uh, issues, health issues last year. There's upside in his youthful game. And I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say he doesn't shoot 33% from the line all season. 
I think that's going to no. go. <laughs> he, he, he probably won't. Right. But you're right. The 58 from the field, I think he'll be a positive field goal percentage guy for the rest of the season, but not that. You know, that's that's dominant center positive at 58 percent. Yes, I think we're I think we all if you if the deal makes sense, it's OK to sell high on him. But it sounds like Ken and I are a little bit uh, believe his floor is a little bit higher, quite a bit higher than what you do, Alex. Sure. Alex, could you help us out here and talk a little about the value in daily fantasy? I'll do it. Yeah, Shannon. Shannon, oh, Shannon has, will. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's hear that. Shannon's chomping at yeah, the bit. I'll do it. The big prizes are attractive, but you have to finish top two percent out of thousands and thousands of people, experts, to win any real money. So even on your best day, you still feel like you're losing. Now you can play something better. Stat Hero. Stat Hero is a house-based game that combines the best of daily fantasy and survivor pools each stat hero contest lasts multiple days but requires only one entry fee so your money will last longer yes you play multiple days with one entry fee stat hero gives you smaller contests and more chances to win and no more competing with sharks like ken or experts (laughs) ever because your only competition is stat hero itself you play stat hero you beat stat hero you get paid by Stat Hero. Survive the game and download Stat Hero today and see the face of daily fantasy has changed. Finally, a game designed for the rest of us. Stat Hero now open for NFL and NBA. Check, double check on NBA. It might be next week that they launch. Um, and it's available on iOS and Android. Uh, visit StatHero.com for more details. Um, it, is a, it is a fun game. Um, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, they have some free rolls in there um, if you want to want, you know, just dip your toes in first. Um, but I like it. I'm digging it. I've been doing some NFL. I'm excited for the NBA to launch. That's StatHero.com. So we have plenty of games today to talk about for Daily Fantasy. Uh, it looks like 11 games, if I'm counting right. Um I, one thing I do want to point out just initially, there are four games that have an over-under of at least 230, and that's Warriors at Wolves, Cavs at Wizards, Nets at Blazers, Raptors at Pelicans. The next tier of games down is at 219, so there's a huge gap between these top teams, and I think there's going to be a lot of stacks with those four games. A lot of lineups, guys like Towns, Love, Beal, Lillard, Kyrie, everyone in those games. I think it's going to be saying, really highly. You're saying, owned. Alex, you don't want to stack people in the Memphis Orlando game? God, Slot no. Fest, the oh, 206 man. over under. <laughs> Let's uh, slow this down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing, the funny thing is, Memphis actually plays at the sixth fastest pace in the league. So, uh, but yeah, I, I just think those games definitely stick out from a pace perspective and are, are probably worth mentioning. Um, Ken, you like Josh Richardson without Ben Simmons. You, you mentioned that at the top. I do. I do. He's only 5,900, uh, though. As Shannon pointed out, he's cheaper. I just think his role is going to really expand. Uh, so I like, I like, uh, I like Richardson against Denver. I'm with you. I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Simmons. Uh, I like all of those Philadelphia players. Yeah. I get it. They're discounted. They're, they're just, they're discounted because it's a slow paced game. Because the over/unders uh, low, so it, you know there's more risk involved when you pick players from those types of games. But they're just all at such a, attractive r- prices, salaries for tonight. It's hard for me to avoid uh, picking some of them. I mean, that's that way for the Denver players too. Um, it's not just the the Philly side. I, the Denver side as well. Players are are discounted. Uh, Alex, it looks like you like some of the players in what will be a practically no defensive matchup of Cleveland at Washington. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I mean, a bunch of people like, like Thomas Bryant, Bradley Beal, Love, Thompson. Those are all guys worth IT's 5,300 against two young guards that don't really care about defense. I am, I am not ready for the Isaiah Thomas experience. <laughs> I am not. I would love to see 25 consistently solid games from Isaiah Thomas. Who is IT playing for in that game? IT. <laughs> He's going to be all about himself. I love it. What the heck? It's fun. He's only 55. The, the, weird, 
the weird part about IT is the fact that he gets plugged into the starting lineup and then, you know, DFS crowd goes wild and they're like, all right, we're all going to plug him into our lineups. I was guilty of that. And he's basically had his two worst games of the season since going, <laughs> since moving into the starting lineup. Um, he's only played 24 and 20 minutes in those two outings. Uh, the, the loss to Indiana wasn't really close. So I think that was part of it. Um, it is good at that price. Like he's a, he's a decent value at that price, but definitely I, a GPP play. Yeah. A GPP yes. play. Definitely. Um, and I am, I'm skeptical that he, you know, that he's going to come out and post 35, 40 fantasy points for you. But the upside seems to be there. He's had some good games in, in relatively limited run. Actually, I like uh, Dragic here. It's the second half yeah. of a back-to-back for Miami. Cheaper but, than IT. Cheaper than IT at 5,300. Which, that's insane. I mean, part that's partially because the back-to-back, the prices didn't change. Um, but Dragic, we mentioned his great game um in the earlier section of the podcast but in games that he takes double digit shot attempts he's averaging 33 fantasy points uh so getting him at 5300 is is a pretty i I think that's a steal um even though it is a second half of back-to-back and um yeah i mean you mentioned richardson uh ken i also like al horford I think I think yeah. just the Philly guys in general. I don't think there's necessarily any one player that's going to get a huge amount of usage. I think it's kind of going to get spread out between all these guys. I think Embiid could have a good game on the boards, but um, any anyone from Philly, I think, is a very legitimate play. Uh, one guy I'm watching is Jeff Teague. Um, mainly, he he missed the previous Ew. game with an illness. Um, I just want to see if he's going to miss Friday's game as well. Um, if he does, give me Jarrett Culver. Hmm. 3,800, you know, it really depends. Teague's a game-time decision, but Culver, Culver's been playing well the last few games. Um, the the most recent game he started, played 29 minutes against Memphis, had 15 points, five rebounds, seven assists, good for uh, 31.5 fantasy points on FanDuel. I, I like that upside at that low of a price if Teague sits. So, you know, if, if you're going to have to wait. Hopefully the news comes out before lineup lock. Um, but T Culver could be a very interesting option. Let me ask you two a question about a different game, but the reasoning for both their values is the same. John Collins out for the Hawks. Uh, Rashawn Holmes still viewed in FanDuel as a power forward, not a center. Sacramento traveling to Atlanta. Do you guys prefer Jabari Parker at 7,000 or Rashawn Holmes at 6,400? in this Sacramento at Atlanta matchup. I think I prefer Holmes. Uh, he has a higher, he's a higher rebounding floor and defensive yeah. floor. I mean, Jabari's probably going to score more points. We, we know, know he doesn't like defense where he is. <laughs> right. And if he's guarding Holmes, which I don't know how much he'll be doing that, uh, but either I way, I, I prefer Holmes at the discount for sure. I'll go the other way. I okay. like Parker because of the consistency we've seen from him in the past few games. Sure. He's been three straight with 30 or more fantasy points. Um, he still really hasn't been unleashed. His season high in minutes is 31. So, I mean, if he's going well and he's out there for 34, 35 minutes, you know, he could easily post a 45, 40 to 45 fantasy point night. Um, most of that will be powered by his scoring, of course. Um, but I think that's in. I think he's going to have that at some point very soon with Collins out. One high-priced guy I did want to mention is Towns, who is eleven thousand five hundred, but he's also playing Golden State, uh, and it's a home game for Minnesota. So I, I mean, he could he could <laughs> he could post sixty-five real-life points, and it would not. It would not phase me. I'd be like, oh, yeah, against the Warriors, 65. Probably could have went for 70 if he played more than 25 minutes. Um, but, yeah, I think I think he's going to be really chalky tonight. I'll go with uh, one expensive guy I like is Malcolm Brogdon. Um, he is the only player on FanDuel averaging more than 44 fantasy points per game who's priced under $9,000. Okay. You know, most of those guys who are in that same range of scoring average are Nine and a half, ten, close to ten thousand dollars. You've got uh, the elite guys, Anthony Davis, uh, Luca, 
um, Drummond, some of those other ones cap that are more 10 and a half or 11,000. Um, but from a, those high scoring guys that have just, I mean, Brockton's been dominant and it's been every game. He really hasn't dipped down at all. So 8,800 to get, to get a guy averaging basically 45 fantasy points at that price point, uh, is extremely appealing. I agree. Um, if you do, I mean, we highly recommend if you're going to play daily fantasy to play it on FanDuel. Ken, would you like to tell us about that? Hey, fantasy basketball fans, the NBA regular season is obviously here. FanDuel is offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy basketball no matter what you're looking for. FanDuel has something for everyone. Tons of different contests and formats to choose from, starting at just 25 cents. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and enjoy watching your result in real time. I will confess, I kind of, I don't want to badmouth anyone, but I kind of prefer... The interface on FanDuel, on FanDuel.com. I like both the app and 100%. the web. I think they work together. I think the they're my most pleasant interface, uh, especially on the website. Uh, anyway, play against your friends for bragging rights or play against the public for millions in cash prizes. Take it easy and have a fun 50-50. Look, take advantage of our special offer for new users. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RW. RW sort of standing for Rotowire. You get that? FanDuel.com slash RW. You'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with your first deposit on FanDuel. Enjoy our DFS lineups optimizers, our premium articles, our draft software, our full sports coverage uh, on Rotowire when you um, sign up as a new consumer at FanDuel.com slash RW. Void where prohibited. New FanDuel registrants only. Restrictions do apply. See FanDuel.com slash RW for details. Ken, I'm giving you the floor again. You have a rant. It feels like it's been decades since you've had a rant on this podcast. Yeah, I got to vent some anger. Is there anything more sacred, more glorious than a quality man cave? This is why I bring it up. Mother Nature sodomized my house last week, injecting gallons and gallons and gallons of water into my basement and my beloved man cave. Nothing helps a marriage like an ideally soundproofed man cave. NBA League Pass, you can't enjoy NBA League Pass in a dainty family room. Man caves save marriages. The wife hates your framed giant Northwestern University football poster? Fine, hang it in the man cave. Your wife and daughter want to watch a documentary on musical theater in the 1970s? Great, I'll be downstairs watching the Celtics. I realize I should be happy that I even own a basement. And yes, this is the sad whining of an old entitled white guy. Fair enough. But I still feel violated. I'm currently a shell of a man. I, uh, my entire apartment is a man cave since there's only three rooms. Uh, so I don't really have much of a choice, but you're half my age though. You're half my age. You're going to have a glorious man cave once you're as old as me, man. That is true. I, I look forward to it. (laughs) I have a man cave. I would not be able to live without it. (laughs) (laughs) But your entire partner being a man cave. That's also, that's quality. That's quality. What's the most man cavish thing, Alex, you have hanging in your your uh, bats or pad? Um, I think the fact that I don't have anything hanging is the thing that makes <laughs> it a man cave. Um, <laughs> let's get a Malcolm Brogdon jersey from the Bucks days, and let's thumb let's thumbtack oh, that God. to the wall. Come that on, would, that would be painful. Um, <laughs> I don't think we had any mispronounced names on this podcast surprisingly like we we got we got pretty easy names we had some richardsons some thomases <laughs> some talkers um you got so, Corkmaz in the opening you got Corkmaz. you nailed Corkmaz in the opening that was good we did i had to i slowed down a little bit that's a that's a rough one for the pronunciation you can you can say a couple of bad things if you if you take it too fast um but <laughs> you can you also have a quote for us well is it time for the outro gentlemen I I think it is, yeah. Okay, well, hey, for today's quote, let's go to Golden State. 
sorry, today's outro quote. Let's go to Golden State, you know, whose roster is having some issues, as Alex alluded to. Uh, a few seasons ago, a somewhat plump gentleman dressed as Clay Thompson and sat near courtside. Remember that, guys? I think he's wearing a headband. When asked about it, Coach Steve Kerr said, quote, I thought it was a perfect metaphor for our conditioning. Unquote, Steve Kerr. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>